me fucking scoot back there so I guess I'm fucking so I don't punch the microphone. <clears throat> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Philoscopy Podcast, the show where slow it down a little bit. Where three goons I can't understand you discuss movies. three friendly neighbors, three three neighbors, three fuckers <laughs> discuss a movie. And today's movie is Blue Velvet, a neo noir mystery thriller. That's taken from Wikipedia. That's not my words. Yeah, I was, um, was going to say, can you really call it a mystery when you know who the bad guy is in the first like fifteen minutes of the film? Yeah, I guess. Um, it's really the journey. I don't know. You're trying to see how everything's connected. It's the journey along the way, okay? Yeah, I'm sure it's the journey. We don't know why. I mean, this is this is like a journey going to Kentucky. We don't know why this guy says... the roads are all fucked up. This, we don't know why this guy says baby wants to fuck. I don't... I, I was going to say, I don't know... After finishing the movie, I still don't know why he was doing what he was doing. I just... This movie's epitomized. Just to fuck, dude. But she goes, I can't tell if... You're, um, I can't remember what she said. Like, I can't tell if you're just really, um, I can't, she said something that or a pervert. He goes, I guess this is for you to find out. Yeah. He's a, that's dick. movie sounds oh, up. Yeah, by she, that line. she says, I, I can't tell if you're a, a good detective or a pervert. Yeah. That's our first inkling that we know that the protagonist is kind of like a dick, which is kind of like the genre staple for a noir film is that the protagonist has like questionable morality and a big dick. Yeah. He really just goes in there. He probably does have a big dick. Did you see her like pretending to suck on his wiener? Like she was pretty far out. Oh, she did look like she was like far away. Like she, yeah, couldn't she get was too like, close go, 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 go. this is the podcast. <laughs> this is unedited. What if, um, what if she just in that scene, like that was like, you know, supposed to be real sensual. She just started going. Yeah, <laughs> man. That'd be that would add to it. David Lynch should put that in fucking whatever movie he makes next. But um, anyways, let's get let's jump into that. Um, so I'm assuming you guys haven't seen anything David Lynch related. You guys might have watched maybe Twin Peaks or something like that. I've, I watched um, like an episode or two of Twin Peaks, but I never finished it. Yeah, and like the early episodes of Twin Peaks are pretty much played pretty straight. You know, um, they're not too crazy. They don't get very Lynchian. Um, me, I've watched both Twin Peaks, the original series, the first two seasons. I've watched Fire Walk With Me, the movie, and I've watched The Return. And I've enjoyed all of it, um, you know, varyingly degrees. The The second season of the first uh, series isn't very good, though. <laughs> but, but that's just because David Lynch left, and it kind of got kind of shitty. But um, so I've been wanting to watch this movie for a while um, because I've always been interested in David Lynch's films, but I've never really gotten around to watching them. I don't know. I draw. I'm drawing a blank now. <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't think I've ever purposely watched a David Finch. Finch Lynch. David Lynch. Lynch. I don't want to say Finch because I was thinking about the fucking bird in the movie. You know, yeah, the Robin. Shit. Yeah, the Robin does look kind of shit at the end. Oh, and the fucking fake ear looks fucking terrible. He found that. Yeah, the like, fake why does ear, ear got fucking good. mold on it? It should be decaying. Moldy ear. <laughs> it looks like fucking something you'd have on like fucking bread or something. Yeah, it's. I mean, this it's is the tasty, first time I probably ever watched a David Lynch movie. I've yeah. looked up his other stuff, and I'm like, it doesn't ring a bell. I yeah. have seen. 
it used to be on Shudder, like the TV show that used to play Twin Peaks. And I'll probably watch an episode or two and just thought it was like really fucking weird. Yeah. It just seems like everybody, especially in this movie, other than Dennis Hopper and the blonde chick, everybody in here seems like they were the creepy kid in high school that you didn't talk to. That just looked really fucking weird. Well, all the characters are like creepy except for, what's her name? Laura Dern. Um, yeah, Laura Dern. The, her, the character's Sandy. They have character's no like the only no, one that seems dead. normal. Yeah, everybody else, but it seems like it's like paper white. Like the the main dude, and he has an incredible head of hair. So I'm not criticizing. him. He's pretty much just our protagonist to like guide us through the story. Like I said, the only thing we're really supposed to get from him is, is that he has a kind of twisted morality. Um, so he's which, Cole Young, like in the Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, no. Well, Cole Young was the Cole Young doesn't person. have any kind of like twisted morality or anything. With, yeah, I mean, yeah. Within the first few minutes of the film, I started getting a very strong because like. The way he talks and like just his actions are so bizarre. Like, yeah, he, he does do some pretty goofy shit. Yeah, it's like, like he, um, he finds he finds an ear in a field and he puts it in a paper bag and then carries it to the police station. And then it's like the way they're talking about it. I don't know. It's just something about him. I was like, oh, I really don't like this uh, Jeffrey character at all. Just right from the get go. And even like yeah, the, the 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 cop, he's like he's also so nonchalant. But I was like, oh, let me take a look. Yep, that's a human ear. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's pretty common. Like in Lynch films, where they'll see kind of like sometimes they'll see really fantastical shit like that, like stuff that's out of the ordinary, and they'll play it kind of straight. Um, you know, that happens like in Twin Peaks with things like the Log Lady and stuff, and um, a lot of the dark room or shit. I forget the Lodge is what it's called, like the Lodge sequences and stuff. I like Kyle MacLachlan. Um, to be fair, I might be biased because I love him as Agent Cooper in Twin Peaks. Um, so I might be carrying that with me, but I really didn't mind the protagonist. No, I don't think that's biased. You like him, you like him. Yeah, I, just, I, just, I, was, I don't have a reverence for I think, Twin Peaks, so it doesn't yeah, bother me. I, I like Kyle MacLachlan as an actor. I've seen him do really good work. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it may, I, it may just be the character of this of this. Yeah, I can see, yeah. Him. I could see if you don't like this character that that would probably be like, because yeah, I mean he is kind of a dopey kind of weirdo. But I the only two characters I, in this movie that was kind of death. the point of him was he was like this dopey like innocent weirdo who's supposed to be like, you know, he's like this dumb kid who like stumbles into this like dark, seedy underbelly of his white picket fence town, you know. Yeah. And he also likes to like date underage women. Yeah. Well, she is a senior in high school. So. Which I mean, seventeen. He's in college. Well, she about. might be eighteen. Eh, she might be. I doubt it. Maybe she might be fourteen though. Maybe she graduates. Yeah, it's just like I'm. I'm Mensa. <laughs> he, she does drink a Heineken, so maybe she got held back. I think the like drinking age back then was like sixteen or eighteen. Hell yeah, dude. Let's travel back to the past. Do you? Yeah, that was great. So I know this is kind of jumping toward the end, but do you think that this movie kind of like portrays her being mistreated? Um, not necessarily the same way that that Frank mistreats. I can't remember what her name is. Um, uh, it's um, God damn it! Hold on, let, let me look because I have Wikipedia right here. You have a phone right. There. I I know. <laughs> you see a but, computer right here. Like you're recording on the computer. I said Wikipedia, my friend. Oh, he said Wikipedia, my bad. Um, it's, it's uh Dorothy. 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 So. It seems We're not like Kansas anymore, Dorothy. It seems like the only like really connecting thing from beginning that from the beginning that connects to the end sort of is that you see Frank 
and how he mistreats Dorothy. And toward the end, he's not mistreating, um, gosh, what's her name? Laura Dern's Sandy. character. Sandy. Yeah, Sandy. He, yeah. He, he's not mistreating her in the same exact way, but he's, it still seems like they're, they're establishing a relationship that's not necessarily going to be um, the best for her. Uh, because you know, yeah, he's using her. It to seems like it ends on a happy ending, though. It does. Uh, yeah, this well, movie is well, a very weird happy you, ending. What are you specifically referring? So, to? You well, know, how he's the, asking her to do all this shit. Well, yeah, he, he, not just that, but there's the scene. You know, they they find Dorothy um, outside and they take her back to Sandy's house so they can call an ambulance. And Sandy sort of realizes that uh, he's been sleeping oh, with are Dorothy. Are you talking about? And then how the, abrupt she kind of just flips back. Well, there, there's that. And then, you know, in the next scene, it's like he, she's on the phone with him. And she, already, she's like, I forgive you and I love you and all this. And yeah, it just, it just think, gave me that sort of vibe. Yeah, I can definitely see. And that's one of the faults I do have with this movie is that I think that that is kind of rushed. I, I've read and I've heard that, like, a lot of stuff was cut out that David Lynch wanted to do, especially, like, a lot of side character stuff and, um, you know, establishing and really – um, you know, what the fuck's the word? Um, when you're like exploring a character or like making them deeper, uh, I don't fucking know. Character development. Yes, character. He, he was trying to. There's a lot of scenes where there's a lot more character development. Um, that had to be cut because it was getting over. It's like, uh, minimum two hour length. Oh, they also had like you know his aunt. You only see a couple scenes. Yeah, you who's don't actually see the grandma it. on Happy Gilmore. Yeah, but who? I mean, he says to his aunt, "I love you, Aunt, but you're gonna get it. Like, well, you gonna get smacked." <laughs> I love that. That's a, that's such a funny line. Oh, he is funny, but also I'm like this dude's a fucking dick. Yeah. So well, I mean, he's just, I don't know. He's just a creep. Uh, his facial expressions is the equivalent to like a sheet of paper. I feel like that's. I just think that's him as an actor because he was like that in Twin Peaks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but I feel like that's definitely direction from David Lynch's part. I don't think he likes his protagonists doing like. I don't think he likes his protagonists. You call that a burp? That was like a so. <laughs> in there's situations where David Lynch will show us scenes that are meant to, where we're meant to draw our own emotions from it, and I don't think David Lynch likes his characters, his main characters, making facial expressions and stuff. Because he doesn't want to force the viewer to have an emotion like that just through the main character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I got yeah, you. I got you. Um, I don't necessarily like. But yeah, just, like I, I said, just... if you don't like the character, like I understand. Um, in plenty of noir films, you're not really supposed to like the character. Um, the main character, really. Like like I said, in a lot of noir films. The genre convention is is that the main character can sometimes be a, like kind of a dick, but I mean, you know, genre conventions of course don't completely exclude a film from criticism. Oh, I got you. Let me read this real quick because <clears throat> I read this before getting into the movie. I didn't read anything about the plot. Yeah, or watch the movie. At the very end of the critical reception section in Wikipedia, and I quote: "This is what somebody wrote." This guy's name is Mark Kermode. 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 Walked out of the film and gave the film a poor review upon its release, but revised his review of the film over time. In 2016, he remarked, As a film critic, it taught me that when a film gets really gets under, under your skin and really provokes a visceral reaction, you have to be very careful about assessing it. 
dot, dot, dot. I didn't walk out on Blue Velvet because it was a bad film. I walked out on it because it was a really good film. The point was, at the time, I wasn't good enough for it. I think what he's referring to with that is he's referring to, like, the sexual abuse of um, Dorothy. Yeah, I would think so, because that, especially the first scene where, you know, he's acting, the guy's acting like a baby or whatever, it's it's really hard (laughs) to watch. Yeah, it's very disturbing, and it's definitely supposed to be. I didn't find it disturbing. I found it funny. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I said, the sense, this, this is. I think the sensibility has changed. We've seen a lot more worse well, shit. Well, the thing is, I'm gonna try to play fussy. Well, I guess I'll play fussy. Fussy is yeah. cool. Uh, as long as your feet are clean, my feet are clean. My feet are always clean. Um, to me, you guys know you saw me firsthand watching the Conjuring movie. Yeah, how I got got sucked into the so, moment. Oh, I was like, oh, no, 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 go, go, go! You look behind you. You know, don't I, go I got in sucked there. into it like that. This was the first movie in a long time where I was just like. It's just a movie. I don't feel anything for it. Yeah. Like this movie, I mean, I really, I laughed at it because he goes, baby wants to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't fucking look at me. You baby know, stupid shit like that. Fuck. It's just so over the top because it's Dennis Hopper. And, you know, it's to me, it's just like, oh, well, but this movie, uh, this movie wasn't anything right home for me. I don't know. I'm just going to give it. No, it's just me. I'm not shitting on There's you. There's like, like little... But I mean, yeah, the characters are over the top, but that's always been like a David Lynch thing where he makes these characters that are kind of larger than life and have like re- kind of like weird uh, character traits. Like even evident is like the the managers, I guess, is what they're supposed to be of the department store that um, Jeffrey works at. The they're, blind guy. Yeah. How many well, fingers am I holding up? They're both named Ed, and he calls them both Double Ed. Uh, and they're always like right next to each other, and one of them's blind, so That's he just weird. calls them both double ed. Yeah, I didn't. You know, this is a lot. Of, maybe there's more scenes like we need a, a lynch cut of this movie that I can understand. There was the some. Characters, I think but. in the in the the version that's on YouTube, I think there are some. Um, well, they're not really deleted scenes. It's just stuff that was taken out for the MPAA. Um, like I think originally in the theatrical cut, you don't see Dennis Hopper hit. Um, Russellini's character, uh, Dorothy. Yeah, but any the times he did hit her though, you could tell he wasn't hitting her face, even though he was aiming for it. Yeah, the way it was cut, it was like smack, but it was cut to show it like he was actually hitting her. But you could tell he was fucking off. I'm not saying he fucking hit the bitch, hit her. I'm just saying like, nah, eh, touch I, her I titties. Know. There's some things about this. I mean, oh. I sit there and laughed at a couple things, but I didn't have a visceral reaction. I thought this movie was going to be like when I watched Mother. Which that movie angered me a lot because it's just, it's just uh, very no, irritating. David Lynch is nothing like that kind of shit. Like the people, but this movie didn't give me that kind of reaction. People just going, will huh? build up David Lynch like he's like always abstract, and there are definitely like especially stuff in his earlier career, and even now, like you know, with like the return of Twin Peaks, where he definitely does get very abstract. But a lot of his stuff, like the foundation, is pretty straightforward. Like even with this, like it's pretty much outside of a couple scenes and you know the the because this is kind of like proto like modern lynch to me like you can see that he's kind of developing his style you can see where like the character there there's you know the really over the top kind of characters with like the big character traits there's the hometown americana that he loves to make movies about and then there's that idea of there always being kind of like a dark um you know, underside to this, like, really happy, you know, 
old school Americana, small town American thing, you know? Yeah. To continue um, off of what Lance said, you know, Lance, you said you were going in and you were kind of expecting it to be a certain way and it ended up not being that. What you're what you're saying, Owen, about how people build David Lynch up so much and not having a lot of experience with David Lynch's work necessarily, I was sort of expecting it to be like the best way I can describe it um, is I was expecting it to be more like a Jacob's Ladder situation. Yeah, it's very, very strange, like abstract, abstract. Yeah. But there's like a real deep um, meaning to everything. And it's it didn't really come off that way. It just came off like really weird. And at the end of it, I was just like, "What was the, what was the point there's, of this plot?" There's like overarching symbolism and stuff. the The whole theme um, of the movie is supposed to be uh, the dark belly of a small American town, you know. And there's uh, he uses things like light as symbolism and stuff towards the end. But like a big symbolism is bugs, um, which you see bugs on the ear. Um, when Jeffrey, our main character, goes into Dorothy Vallon's apartment, you know, to try and get the scoop, he comes in as a bug exterminator. Mm-hmm. Uh, and bugs are supposed to represent, you know, like the... Because even the opening shot is like the most, um, you know, blatant hey. David Lynchian, like, allegory thing ever. But what are they supposed to represent? Uh, just like the kind of... Because, okay, so the opening shot, right, is the white picket fence. It's the smiling... Um, fireman. It's the guy being uh, mauled to death by that dog. Yeah, <laughs> that dog. He was licking on his dick. And <laughs> within the water, like. Nah, nah, nah. I, I didn't understand what the fuck happened to the guy. He had like a he stroke. had a stroke. Yeah, yeah, I looked. I didn't find that up until I read the plot on Wikipedia. Yeah. That part. I'm you like, know, it threw me off too because he drops, and I'm like, oh, he must have had like a heart attack or or a stroke or something. But then it focuses on the bugs. I was like, did the bugs like? Did he get bit by one of them or something? Like, nah, it, it, the, the the bugs are just symbolism for like the darker. They're just symbolism for like the evil part of the small town that's like burrowing underneath. That they're like you know the criminal elements and stuff. Gotcha. So that's the main basically character a, being an exterminator is well, he's not an exterminator, but he's right, disguising himself right. as he, an exterminator he, because he's There's a lot of references to the bugs. He's part. like trying to exterminate the killer basically he's trying to find yeah. out who it is and, and have it taken he's trying care to, of yeah he's trying to rid the world of these uh dark influences basically that's right. why at the end you see the robin eat the bug is yeah. because and and david lynch straight up tells you through uh laura dern's dialogue that the robin represents love you know Th- this this movie's pretty like it's pretty blatant david lynch symbolism and there's not a whole lot that's like left to the imagination. So he's kind of like a very high-class Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie makes his stuff. He's very blank with a lot of his stuff, even though he thinks he's being well, subversive and he's not. I wouldn't say that, really. Um, Let me think. Well, you say he's very blank in this movie. I'm like, I kind of have like a well, high-class I mean, Rob Zombie shit. He's not. For me. I mean, I'm like, his symbolism is pretty plain is what I mean. Like, yeah. you know, he doesn't do what usually he does where a lot of his stuff's very abstract and it's kind of hard to find the deeper meaning. But um, I guess we can go into plot. I don't know if you guys have anything else to say. Uh, the, the thing at the beginning when it, um, his dad yeah, and he's having the stroke, like 
is there supposed to be some kind of connection with the water building up to like him right before the stroke happens? I think that's just because because it just sounds like a hearing aid went off for him. It's the and I'm like, yeah, I don't yeah, think it's just really something like to that. build the tension of the scene and like create kind of like yeah. I just, I, I just don't think you react that way when you have a stroke. I think it's more like a you lean down, you're out like timber. Well, I, I, mean, I don't know. I've never had a stroke before. Well, my granddad has. So Too bad he, he just went to go pick up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get off. The dog's like, fuck him. I just want the water. <laughs> the water shoes. Which is just fucking hilarious. And it's just, I mean, my granddad had a stroke and he just couldn't. He only found out because he couldn't open the car door. That's when he had to call the hospital. He said, fuck. So, that type of deal. That thing was just kind of weird. I mean, I'm going to be, I guess, the party pooper on this movie. I just don't want, look, it's just one of those things when you're this abstract, not abstract, but when you're this type of movie, you're going to lose people, and it lost me where it probably gained you. Yeah, I mean, I like, like I said, I've I've always been a big fan of, like, abstraction and stuff. And yeah, David when you Lynch have and... stuff like that, that's... It's funny, because we talked about this on the last episode, where Owen was like, well, I don't really know if I want to pick this, because, you know... Because you guys would <laughs> shit on it. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to shit on it. I'm just saying, like, I'm just trying to tell you how I feel about it. Yeah, I, I think we got to the point now either, just... but it, I'm just... very, I'm very middle of the road about this film. And I think that, like, I think we've gotten to the point now on this, like, podcast. We've been doing it a year, over 900 listens, humble brag. Yeah. But I think that, <laughs> I think we've brag. gotten to a point now that we can, like, we're comfortable with each other. We can talk about a movie. And if, I don't want you thinking I'm shitting on something because I don't like it. I'm a humble brag that my dick is average. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it is. Um, but it has a very nice girth to it, I've been told. It's very nicely shaped. <laughs> okay, um, humble but, brag. It might be small, but it brag. looks nice. But I'm just saying, like when you have like a movie like this, or you're a director like David Lynch. Yeah, he definitely loses people. I, yeah, you're going to lose I, people. It's like I'll definitely, yeah, I, I acknowledge that David Lynch is definitely like it's like it's, it's all definitely a lover or hate it kind of thing. It, it's it's like yeah, like we talk about like, different tastes in music. Obviously, yeah. all three of us don't really like pop music. Yeah, but there are things that are catchy about it because it's made to hit a very general sense for everybody everybody can relate to the song or like the beat to it yeah when you get the stuff like tool cody doesn't like tool at all no. but me and cody like slipknot yeah and cody likes garth brooks i don't like garth brooks at all so there's different things you're going to lose certain people into like yeah, the music you know yeah. like tool like people who are a big fan of the tool genre of music the industrial metal or rock whatever you want to call it hate tool because they think tool sold out fucking tool you fuckers so that's out. just kind of like a pathway to go down that genre of music type of deal I and mean, you have a director like this he's gonna make a movie it's like i don't think he set out to sit there and like discuss people because really i'm watching yeah. the movie i'm like there's nothing super disgusting if you're like i didn't get They're sucked in the movie enough to, to be like disgusted you show know? yeah because there's nothing that's i don't really understand the reaction of the contemporary critics that it was I mean, yeah, it's uncomfortable to watch, and it's kind of strange and stuff. Um, seeing him punch her in the head and like rub her vagina like vigorously. Oh, this like, this came out eighty six, uh, eighty five, I think. Right? Okay, well, you have like. I, I mean, guess we can look at it right here. Critics are always like fucking like that with movies. Yeah, though. before you get into the plot, why don't you uh, it's feed us feed us the deets, the basic deets, like the, the release deets. and the budget and all that good stuff. All right, yeah, so. Released in 1986, um, September 12th, 1986 in Toronto, and then September 19th, 1986 in the U.S. Um, it had a budget USA all the way. Woo! USA, USA. <laughs> um, it had a budget of six million, 
and it made 8.6 million in the box office. So it wasn't like, you know, a blowout or anything. Um, I know Lynch made this after he made 1984's Dune. Um, and I know Lynch hated making Dune and critics hated Dune. So I know that this movie was supposed to be him. Sorry, Cody, go ahead. Didn't Dune like turn into like a big franchise or something? Isn't no, it, like it was new... already, it was already like a big novel franchise and everything like comic books and stuff. Um, David Lynch was for some reason picked to direct a movie adaptation of like the novels, which is so weird. Like, why would you pick David Lynch out of anybody? <laughs> I mean, Dune, Dune is weird, but I don't know. It's not like David Lynch weird, you know? Yeah. Um, but so yeah, he, I think it might've just been like a paycheck to David Lynch or something like that. I think David Lynch was, I think George Lucas at like asked David Lynch or something to like help him direct return of the Jedi. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and and David Lynch was like, yeah, I heard him say, talk oh, about oh, Ewoks, oh, Ewoks, and it gave me a headache. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the thing is, like, David Lynch seems like the type of person he doesn't need to take over a property; he needs to just make it from scratch. Yeah, that's ex- that's absolutely you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's like a what's that fucker's name from the Last Jedi? I don't like Ryan Johnson. Yeah, he doesn't need to take over a an IP that already exists so he can be subversive with it. He yeah. just needs to make his own shit, like start from scratch. I would probably enjoy his stuff more. That's why I had such a visceral reaction to The Last Jedi, which yeah. now it's subsided to like, eh. Yeah, because, I mean, um, Knives Out is fantastic. So I mean, I'm Knives not going to watch it. I really don't out, care. Bro. I don't really, it's not like Ryan Johnson, like, yeah, I gotta go see these movies. I'm like, oh, it's, so it's like Clue. Clue for you? The, the murder mystery. I don't know. I've never watched like it. Like Clue so with uh, Tim Curry in it? No, Mr. Mustard. Like the actual game, Clue. Yeah, the board game. I thought you were referring to the movie based on the board game, Clue. What about well, I'm. Yeah, I never watched that either. I don't really care. I mean, Tim Curry. What about the only thing I know Tim Curry from is like Home Alone two and it. Yeah, and Wasn't he's also he in Lion in, uh, King. No, no. I don't think he's in Lion. <laughs> I don't think so. Who's in Lion King? No, he's, he's in Anaconda too. No, he's not Anaconda. It's somebody else. Because I'm getting I'm getting confused. But who the fuck was Richie in Lion Ridge King and Halloween two? Halloween 2. Home Alone 2. <laughs> Halloween 2 with uh, Donald Pleasance. But yeah, I mean, it's Who just... Who voices Scar in Lion King? Jeremy Irons. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. Never mind. He's right. Why the fuck? I swear to God, everyone's always like, it's too curry. No, it's Jeremy Oh, because he sounds... It's that British thing. Everyone's oh, like, British. Because people don't, like, can't tell oh, British people Oh, British, mate. Fuck you. I mean, you can listen. To, you can listen to, like Christian Bale and his real voice, and then Tom Hardy and his real voice. He's like these motherfuckers sound the same. I mean, if you just... don't walk it up north, then you can go the fuck down south. <laughs> That's my impression of a British person. It was very lovely. I loved it. But what yeah, go plot. Really? You go pull up your plot. Oh yeah, we were talking about like budget and stuff. Um, so yeah, David Lynch directed this after he had directed Dune because he wanted to return to more personal filmmaking um, and making stuff that just he wanted to make. Um, but I guess we can go into the plot, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's got 94 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It has a 1 trillion on Rotten Tomatoes. 100 million. Okay, so the plot starts out. Um, we're, we're giving some establishing slots of the town. It's called Lumberton. It's just like a dumb lumber town. <laughs> That's the only interesting thing that they have going for them. It's like just a generic Midwest town, basically. Like, all the buildings look shitty. 
There's nothing outstanding about it. Um, well, there's also something about the town I liked. Like, that I, is like just, I like the older building. I like the older shit. Yeah, that's exactly of, what he's trying to tap into. It reminds the there's a town in um in Cheatham County called Ashland City. It's the main thing, but it looks like kind of like Mayberry. It's not used, yeah. but it has a huge factory that makes uh, water heaters, which is A.O. Smith. used to be State yeah. Stove, but that is like what it kind of reminded me of because they still have that older building. Because you go downtown Clarksville here, Spoiler yeah. alert, we're in Clarksville, Tennessee. You go downtown Clarksville. Yeah. Find us. They <laughs> they fixed a lot of the downtown buildings, but they look brand new and nicer. Where yeah. I like the older It's that buildings. old school Americana feel. Like, Don't you guys think the hot dog is the American taco? <laughs> this is fucking... This is the most brilliant discussion think about I think it. we've ever had. I know, but just it's think about it. It's a hot dog a sandwich. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's it's not a sandwich. I won't I won't sit there and say that because it's not. But this is a a bread holding a meat that's split down the middle like a taco shell. <laughs> and then you put condiments on it. You can sit there and put onions, jalapenos, like you do on tacos. You can put it on the hot dog. Hey, my girlfriend, who will not be named, do you think the American taco is the hot dog? She nods her head. What um what's an even dumber question we can ask? I wasn't being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Is oh, look at me, fucker. Look over there. Sorry. Look over there. Don't look at me! <laughs> What's uh, the... No, before though, what, yes or no? I just want to know. Hot I dog is the American I, I don't taco. think so. Um, <laughs> no, do you like, like Garth Brooks? What the hell do you know? Yeah, but I'm the thing about a taco is is that like the meat isn't like the meat... You like, can put what, scrambled hamburger in a hot dog bun, and it's just like taco. <laughs> yeah, but who the fuck would do that? It's nasty. <laughs> well, if you're out of hamburger buns, you only have hot dog buns, you're going to fucking use it. <laughs> you never put ham... Like, I'm just curious. You're out of bread and you only had hot dogs. You never put pepper and jelly in a hot dog bun? Yeah. You can put <laughs> shit in a hot dog bun. When you ever jerked off, you never put your dick in a hot dog bun before? <laughs> yeah. You can do that. Dude, is the hot dog the fucking American version of a pussy? <laughs> well, I mean, it's a lot of symbolism there. <laughs> Bro, but it's, only it's if, like sausage party, just dude. Only, here's the thing: it's only for the heterosexual couples that it's symbolism. For. It's like sausage party with so the I guys or hot being, dogs. Being inclusive with everybody, like yeah, hot dog into a bun. Huh? Guys, Sometimes you just have two hot dogs together. The guys are hot. Sometimes dogs, you have two but buns the together. Girls right? are hot dog buns. Yeah, and then they fuck at the end of the movie. Can I also say this before we get back in the movie that I didn't know that the peach emoji was symboling ass. I thought that was vagina. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, just, I had no idea. I just never sit there and looked it up. What does the peach emoji mean? I was just like, hey, it looks like a vagina. My girlfriend's laughing at me, too. And I'm just like, I have I had, I had to ask her. She goes, eggplant? how stupid are you? I'm like, no, I just I thought it was know. supposed to be a ball sack. The what? What if they had an emoji? The peach emoji. It was a ball sack. Like, they have that emoji that's a nose, but you're like, yeah. hey, it looks like a ball sack, see? No, what if they just had an emoji that was, like, just straight up a ball sack with, like, some hair on it? And you could, like, change the skin color. Oh, God, that'd be hilarious. We should do that. Start making our own yeah. emojis. And yeah. the hair density. <laughs> uh, uh, we, should, uh, we should get jobs at Apple to make emojis. No, you just send, you just send three emojis. Uh, peach, eggplant, and then a bush. <laughs> and then the little water squirt here. And then they have, like, a burning bush, but, but not symbolism for the Bible, but symbolism in case you have, like, crabs. <laughs> I'm talking about if you have crabs or something. Like, oh, it burns down there. Uh all right, so we're going to the guy having a stroke. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so back into the plot. That's what people love about this podcast, though. Cody wants to cut all the shit out. Goes, we gotta be serious, guys. Like, no, they well, like this the side shit. Going to be five minutes when I'm done with it. 
<laughs> Today we're covering so, David Lynch's uh, Blue Velvet. All right. Next episode is The Greatest Showman. See you guys. All right. Bye. <laughs> the next episode is um, a fucking musical. His mask. Hopefully we'll have a guest host in this. Son of Mask. Sure. I hope so. Son of Mask. So. So the opening shots are just the white picket fence Americana town. In a vagina. Um, some of the car, like, one thing I want to point out is, is that there's such a, like, they do, he does, like, a, such a weird thing with the time period in this movie in which, like, a lot of the people look like they're, because a lot of the cars are, like, from the 50s and, like, a lot of the dress is from the 50s. Uh, but, initially, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, you can tell, like, a lot of the technology and stuff is from definitely the 80s. And some people just drive 80s cars. So I always thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, his his car, he drives a 73 Oldsmobile Delta 88. I looked that up. That's the only reason I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, holy shit. My dad is a fan. Of, my dad had a 69 Cutlass Supreme. 69, nice. Uh, <laughs> nice. He had a 69 Cutlass Supreme that he really liked. And every time you see a classic car that looks like it, it's always like a 71 model of the car. But if you look at all the Oldsmobiles back then, they all had a very similar distinct look and i kept thinking well this guy's just driving a an a, like a 71 cutlass was what cutlass i thought Supreme. but it turns out it was a 73 delta 88 and i'm pretty sure that name kind of became very obsolete in like 1989 like well we're leading up to 88 baby delta 88 you know come on come on so he has a stroke and he's yeah. in the hospital okay jeffrey's father who's the main character Jeffrey's Jeffrey, the main character played by Kyle McLaughlin, his father has a stroke, which calls him back to his hometown of Lumberton. And during his visit to Lumberton, he discovers an ear decaying in the grass. Um, it is nasty. It's covered in little bugs. It also looks very fake. Which I mean, it's yeah, it looks thing. fake when they zoom in on it. It has mold on it. Like it should be decaying. Hey, and my he cock has mold on it. it. My cock has sack. mold on it. Yeah, he puts he, it. Yeah. He eats it. <laughs> like the a... funniest thing is he fucking picks it up. With his bare hands. My girlfriend, before she fell asleep, she was very tired. My girlfriend, who's totally real. Okay? She's totally she real. She goes to another school. <laughs> <laughs> she fell asleep because I was up on it for two hours, and she was very tired. <laughs> She's looking at me like, what? Yeah, and she goes, why did he pick the ear up? And then like two minutes later, I heard this. Because he's going to eat I'm the like, fucking Get off me, please. He's going to eat the ear. Yeah, it was just weird, but he gives it to the cop. This is the funniest thing. He gives it to the cop, and the cop He gives it to goes, the detective. The detective's like... I'm going to need you to keep this quiet. Okay? Yeah, because the detective is... Uh, I think he's covering for his friend, who is the man in the yellow suit, who's involved in this um, criminal conspiracy. I don't think he's covering for him. I think... Because at the end of the movie, they say, he was like, Sir, we're outside... Uh, whatever that dude's name is. Frank. Yeah, Frank's... Uh, we're outside Frank's place, like, planned. Like, they've been planning this whole thing, so I think he's been trying to keep it on the down low and didn't know his buddy was involved. That might be right. That's what I'm thinking, because, I mean, there was no hint of at the end of the movie, because his partner, Maybe. I guess, got his so, head smashed with the TV. So he wasn't in on it? I don't think he was in on it. I think he didn't know who to trust. That's my thoughts. I'm looking too I deep into I thought he it. was, because here's my here's my. he's two. at the end, though. Remember, he's saying he's, it's all over. Because, yeah, you had, now you had me thinking, because originally I came away thinking that he was in on the scheme. I'm just trying to cover for his buddy, but now I'm just thinking that yeah, he was trying to keep it quiet so that they they didn't know that he was on to them. Yeah, it's like one yeah, of those one of those you know you don't know who you can trust, you know you don't want it leaking and all that. Like my yeah, like my wiener. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we got when we get to the end, I got to talk about the whole like his buddy 
Like it looked like his head got smashed with the TV or whatever. Yeah, that's a that was a very Lynchian scene right there. Yeah, that it was, didn't make any sense to me. Like he has head trauma, bro. Yeah, he's, he's head trauma, and he tries to open his mouth, all the blood pours out, which is yeah. kind of cool. But I, it's like, who in the fuck did that to him though? Because the other guy's tied up. I don't know. So something happened. Uh, some situation. That's when Kyle McLaughlin's character, Jeffrey's like, I'll just let the cops find you. No. Fuck this. I'll let the cops find you. Yeah, He's it's like, like, fuck it's, this shit. It's like, that's what made you finally realize you were in too deep on this crap. <laughs> like, He's walking like, into this, this, this horrific scene. But, um, yeah, that was a very Lynchian scene right there. That's probably the most, like, Lynchian, I think, that is in this movie. Well, there, there's, of course, like, the, the fat, like, hooker dancing on top of the car is very David Lynch. Um... But what was the song they were playing for that scene? I can't remember. Uh, it's uh, something right. Sandy Colored Candyman, something clown candy colored, clown clown colored Candyman. Yeah, I don't know. Candy colored Sandman. Blue which is a, that's a real song from the fifties. Oh, I know. The I've namesake of my granddad used to watch listen to oldies yeah. stations when I was with him. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, so did I, bro. Back when I was meaner in- than a junkyard dog. I like singing. I like, oh. Oh, 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 I like singing. Oh. Me putting the microphone in my mouth like he did the rope. So when it gets really high up in the podcast. I apologize. That's what I did. This, I like singing Slipknot in the Quebec. Um, so you like saying slip, singing Slipknot in Quebec? He finds the ear. <laughs> is that what you said? He finds the fucking ear. Yeah, that is what I said. <laughs> We're gonna sing Slipknot, but in Quebec French language. <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> I've had enough of this fucking shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Owen just says some of the off wall shit and he just goes on like, it's not that funny to me. I'm like, that's hilarious. <laughs> I like this movie. Okay. That's it. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> I like this movie. It was a fucking, I love noir movies. So get fucked. Then you'll like the Batman when it comes out next no, year. No. Fuck Robert Pattinson. <gasps> he should have played, he should have been the lighthouse guy again. <laughs> okay um we'll so jerk off the plot is, yeah he finds the um ear he brings it to a detective that he knows personally and he knows the daughter and there's like a budding romance between the two she's supposed to be like the good girl the, okay, the thing i was confused about that i'm sorry i had to ask this question no no problem it. okay he knows her he goes to the house after he goes um he sees his aunt and his mom. He says, I'm going to go for a walk. Yeah. He goes to the police. I love that, like, when what they're watching on the TV is always, like, something violent. Or, like, like you know. Yeah. It's very much. <laughs> the thing I was confused about, he says, say hello to, I'm assuming, his daughter's name. And yeah. when he leaves. But then he sees the daughter come up. And I didn't know that was supposed to be the same woman. I thought he knew an older sister or something like that at first when I was watching it. Yeah. But I'm like, well, he just said say goodbye to her or hello to her for me. But when he saw her, she goes, are you the one that found the ear? And it's like he didn't know who she was. That was the thing that was confusing in the dialogue. I mean, I don't know. She just could have... She probably, like, knew him, like, distantly. But yeah, but she he did, didn't seem like he knew she her, She didn't though. know... Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're fucking... She's, like, a senior in high school or some shit. And no, no, but, like, like how is she saying, like, say hello to this person? I'm assuming that I was think you're think, <laughs> thinking about it too much. Well, I mean, I'm, this, isn't this what the movie's supposed to do to me, though? I'm just curious. No. It's not okay. Okay, cool. Let's pull me here. Or just play. I've had enough of this shit. <laughs> I'm not shitting on the movie. I'm just. I'm asking Look. questions. I'm like, isn't this like? I'm more. I'm very plot driven on these movies. Like, I like things to make sense. 
Unless it's just completely wacky going into Yeah, I mean, I guess it. I can see where you're coming from. I mean. But that was just the thing I thought was weird. I'm like, isn't that the same person he just said to them to say hello to? And he's acting like he doesn't know her. Yeah. And then he does a little duck walk, which is really Yeah, the duck walk is the, the, the opening kind of scenes with them together is very strange. Like, he goes, I knew a kid at that house. Who had the longest tongue in the world? Like, what the fuck? He's yeah. like the most. That was, that the was voice, one of those the, moments is like a finger, but a finger. Ah, Freddie finger, got yeah, Freddie got fingered. Yeah, I, I keep. I thinking thought he the was like called fingered by Freddie. <laughs> no, it's, it's the other way around. <laughs> Freddy well, this, this got, that, that was like the eighth moment. edition of Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddie got fingered, so yeah, according to Jacob. But um. But that, the whole thing, he goes, I knew a kid with the longest tongue in the world. And I'm like, what ended up happening to him? Yeah, he the, licked my ass. <laughs> I don't I mean. <laughs> yeah, he, he licked his own cock. <laughs> he's like, oh, look at this guy. Oh, but yeah, he's terrible at breaking the ice. Um, I think he's terrible at everything. The he's woman. Like, you want, uh, have you ever seen the chicken walk or whatever? Is that this part? Oh, chicken walk, not duck cock, walk. Yeah, you're right. Cock walk, bro. Uh, the excuse walk. me. <laughs> Yeah, that's the chicken walk. That that shit was just weird. I'm like, uh, he's the cock of the walk. You this dude's supposed to be in college. Yeah, he's obviously failing. <laughs> so, uh, Sandy tells what the fuck's his name? Uh, Jeffrey. Sandy tells Jeffrey um, that she keeps hearing a name brought up with the case. It is Dorothy Valens, and she lives at a specific apartment. Um, he has. A plan to go in there um, just to see what's up and like open her window. So she I guess she lives on the seventh floor, and you see the building originally. It does not look seven floors tall. There's one up in, but you only see like two, and that looks like that's in the building. But it keeps going up, which yeah. is just wild. To think I don't about. remember. <laughs> Honestly, that's the thing I came with like the yep. my visual me remembering that scene. Like, damn, like that only looks like it has two floors. She like seven floor, damn. They get all that in two. Like you sit there and said, like, yeah, he uh, Jim he finds the keys in the apartment. He's dressed as an exterminator. Um, he goes and sees her at the. It's called like the. He also sees the the yellow the yellow man. Yeah, the yellow jacket guy goes into his or her apartment while he's cleaning. And he looks at him, just like he yeah, kind of gives him a smirk. He's, he's like, like, "What the fuck? Now, who the fuck is this white boy? You look like a pickle." <laughs> oh God. Um. So he takes her keys. And How does she not notice her keys are missing? I don't know. Maybe she don't use them. Maybe she's just dumb. Oh, yeah. She I would say she is. The bad guy's already being let into the apartment. So what's the point in locking the door? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, she, he does say that she wants to die. So I don't think she really cares. <laughs> uh, so he goes and sees her at the uh, the slow dance is the club, which is yeah. like a common thing. And a lot of, like, David Lynch things. There's always, like, a club. or some kind of, like... There's usually, like, always a diner, and there's always, like, a club. <laughs> so he goes there. He sees her. She performs. She sings Blue Velvet. I guess I wanted to ask you guys, what do you guys think the Blue Velvet symbolizes? Blue Bank Group. Yeah. I didn't realize I was getting a pop quiz today. Pop quiz, motherfuckers. I mean, no, this is like a Pop quiz, question, hot shot. Because I'm not sure. I, I don't, I don't know. Really. I tried to figure that out as I was watching the movie. And at one point I thought maybe, I don't know. The, I assumed the it just like symbolized. Mind, it just symbolized her, you know. But yeah. I don't know in what way that would work. 
I thought it was just like sex. <laughs> like, Let me look here on the Wikipedia page. I don't know if it's on there because there is like a section for like symbolism and stuff. But like, yeah, it doesn't have anything. I don't know. To me, I'm just saying. I'm probably 100 percent wrong on it. I don't know if the blue velvet means anything. I think he just needed like something to tie up Frank's obsession. He heard the song and says, "Oh, blue velvet, cool. I'll just yeah. put it in the movie." He always cries to like a lot of these songs. They mean a lot to Frank. Yeah. And so I just think like the David when he like, David heard He's this like, heard that song was just like a oh, blue velvet. That's cool. That's unique and just put it in the movie and made it the title. I think it was something was something that simple. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think these movies probably mean something to David Lynch. Uh, you know, he was born like in like the late forties or something. So he, he might be Frank the, himself. He's like, oh, he said, I was born in a small town. I was born in a small town. Gonna come on my mama. Sorry. <laughs> nice. That's the best part of that song. It is. <laughs> But um, so he sees her in the blue room, and he kind of gets an infatuation with her, which is another noir genre staple. She um, also takes off her wig. Yeah, she does take off her wig. I never, I never figured out if she like, if her hair throughout the movie was like a wig, or I, yeah, or why she would need a wig because if her normal hair is like already like curly and stuff, then I think I think people wear wigs to like protect their actual hair, so I don't have to keep doing like stuff to treat it yeah. and make it different, you know, shapes or whatever. That's what my girlfriend tells me. And obviously, men wear wigs because they don't want to be bald. Yeah, that's why um, I, I wear a wig on my dick. <laughs> my dick is hairless, and I think it's weird. It's um, covered. No, but I, I just think I was just weird. She took she takes off the wig, and I'm thinking, damn, is she a dude? Yeah, I I, would, I thought she was like bald. Or I thought that was supposed to like because when I first saw her do it, I thought it was like just some kind of like oh she's actually like ugly or some shit. Yeah, I'd have to rewatch like. I guess like that part because when she takes off her wig, her hair is real short, pulled up in a really tight bun, obviously. Yeah. But then she gets out of the shower or whatever she does, and her hair looks yeah, exactly her hair the same is the, as the wig. yeah, her the hair is the same. And it yeah. doesn't. We make should pretext this with um, Jeffrey, our main character, has snuck into her house, and he he was supposed to. Uh, Sandy was supposed to warn him when uh, Dorothy was coming up, but he was pissing because he drank too much Heineken, which he loves Heineken. And he did not hear the honks, so he I had to... I just like how he went into an apartment and was like, you know what? He's like, I got to piss. piss. Why <laughs> he have to take his shit, though? Like, yeah. uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh, I got shit. Hopefully he would pinch it off, bro. But oh, So, yeah, he had to... Pinch it off. He had to take a little dive into the closet. Is that symbolism, too? I don't know, actually. I mean, it might be. Like, shit. Hey, uh, you know, fun Silent Hill trivia is, is that... Um, when James is in the closet in Silent Hill 2, it's a direct reference to this scene where um, our main character is watching Frank beat the shit out of Dorothy through the closet. Oh, really? Isn't, yeah. isn't in Silent Hill 2 when he's in the closet, isn't that when you see Pyramid Head, like, assaulting the mannequins or whatever? Yeah, that's exactly right. So, that's yeah. just a deep reference for such a shitty movie. I like this one. Oh, I'm, not, I'm talking about Silent Hill. Uh, oh, the, you're talking about the game. Yeah, the, the game. game. I thought we were talking about Silent Hill Revelation. Like, my bad. I was like, damn. My bad, my bad. I thought we were talking about Silent Hill Revelation. I was like, you cut, me, you cut me deep there, Lance. <laughs> I, I was like, this is, this is hurtful in two ways. Yeah, I like, apologize for that. Either no, way, just, this could be very hurtful. <laughs> no, I, like, I was just thinking, because I kept referring to it as Silent Hill 2 just because I couldn't remember the subtitle. No, if we were referring movie. to the second movie, it would be, fuck yeah. Facebook, do you? Fuck Facebook. Poo-poo? <laughs> Poo-poo? So, yeah, 
there's there's that um so she finds uh before he sees frank assaulter she finds him in the closet and um what you do there they have they have a strange sexual encounter it's very weird you you can address there's i don't know some kind of weird she has something wrong with her he put his disease in me what? His cock is his disease. Ah! Hold on. I, I'm laughing because I told my girlfriend. He busted a fucking nut. After he has sex with her, she goes, your disease is in me. Talking about his cum. And she goes, I keep it around now. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this movie? You think he really <laughs> did bust a nut? He should have pulled out. What <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. I mean, I don't. He should have pulled but, out. You know, she's on birth control, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't see her take a pill any time during this movie. Oh my god! Yeah, not her. I'm talking about my real life. But okay, <laughs> I've, I haven't worn a condom since like 2007, <laughs> and I'm still STD free. So fuck y'all. That's what you think. <laughs> You're the only one in this conversation that is. Yeah. Oh, Cody, has, Cody has herpes. <laughs> yeah, surprise, motherfucker. Oh, he does have cold sores. You do have herpes, don't you, Cody? Yeah, Whoa! That was a herpes. This is deep cut. So whose dick did you suck? Damn, Cody. <laughs> what about when we kissed, bro? What the fuck? Well, you didn't tell you, me that's this. That's how you got it. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> so that's what those were. <laughs> he said they were love bumps. God damn it. <laughs> um, but he watches her like before before she discovers him in her closet. She he watches her and she's like. She has a picture hidden of her husband and her son underneath the couch, and she yeah. looks at it. She of course, you don't see that until later on. Yeah. After he fucks her, he goes, "Wow." Actually, he doesn't. He doesn't fuck her then, does he? Yeah. No, he that's that's when um she's oh, like saying like hit me and all that after yeah. after Frank leaves, and he's like you know he's, he's basically like, like I'm out. I'm not doing that. And she's then, like, bitch, I ain't gonna hit you. Yeah, that's when he sees the picture. So. And then he sees Frank. Show up. Okay, real quick no, question. That's later on, I think. I think that's no. the same scene. Frank Frank is during this first encounter. Oh he, yeah, he's, he's naked. He's, she tells him to undress. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, he he goes in the closet in and then Frank shows up. Yeah, and then he leaves and then he tries to go. No, we can't her. skip that part though. That's the part we can't Frank. skip the part where Frank is like he's like maybe once He's like spread your legs. I saw I saw a really wider. funny comment on YouTube that said like um Someone should edit that scene and make it to where he's huffing helium. And his voice just gets high-pitched. <laughs> what do you think he's got in the mask? Like what? He, what I don't think he really... It, well, I mean, I don't know. I think it's... I, I, I got the impression it was just oxygen. Like, maybe he's on oxygen Yeah, he's just like a bad smoker. That would be pretty interesting. If, like, the bad guy... To see the bad guy be that um, weak. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, but you know, he doesn't do it throughout the whole movie. He only does it when he wants to get, like... I feel like he yeah, does. Yeah, when he gets horny, he does. Yeah, it. maybe it is some kind of. It might just be like pure oxygen, but you get that high off of the oxygen. Yeah. You don't think? I mean, I like, I have sleep apnea, obviously, and so my sleep mask, the sleep mask, the oxygen is like really pure at first. You're like, oh fuck, you're, you're not like, used hell to it. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, smoke on the water. water smoke dun, 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 on the water. I guess now that we've been introduced to Frank. I will say I was it, it. The writing for that character is not good. I mean, he's basically just saying "fuck" every other word. 
He said, you fucker. So and every, like everything dirt. he says is a reference to fucking. It's like, he wants to go out there to get fucked. We're going to show him fuck town and all this stuff. It's like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> so, this is so, so, Cody, don't you think bad. he's like Fred Durst? It's a shame that you can't say fuck. Fuck's just a word, <laughs> and it's all fucked up. And, you know, uh, we got to do a quick thing. The the young girl, his girlfriend, what's her name? Sandy. It's Sandy. Laura Dern. That's the chick. Who plays in Jurassic Park. Yeah, yes. yeah. It took me a while to like, place her. I was like... Yeah, I had to look her up. I'm like, oh my god, that is, is her. That? She also plays in The Last Jedi. There's another connection. Yeah. And Which they really... The character she plays in The Last Jedi is terrible. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to start picking these new... We're going to pick watch the new Star Wars movies just to uh, see everyone's opinions of it. That would be so interesting. I hate those fucking movies. I can't wait. Um, they give me cancer. Damn. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> they give me eye cancer. <laughs> um, but also, the aunt is the grandma from Happy Gilmore. Yeah. She's the one. She's I like, thought you meant like there was an aunt, like a life size <laughs> aunt. I was like, I don't remember that. <laughs> but, but his aunt the is aunt. like, you're gonna get it. And you she's the one that it. she goes, I like to have a nice warm glass of milk before bed. He goes, you can have a nice warm glasses. Shut the hell up. Bitch. You're in my world, grandma. I wonder what she was gonna say. Where she was saying something during that scene where she's like. You know, sometimes a nice marriage or, like, something can really save a marriage. But I don't remember what she said. Yeah, I think she was going to say, if your husband has a stroke and can't fight back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what happened in this movie, so. So, um. Boy, he had a stroke and they had him in a fucking halo and everything, dude. Halo. That was hilarious. He's like, yeah. He said, I can't he talk. talk. Like, good God. Yeah. That shit was kind of, that was probably more disturbing to me than, like. The woman abuse in this movie because the the woman abuse is kind of fake, but that whole thing was just like kind of disturbing when he's in the hospital as dad. I'm like, holy damn, dude. So yeah, there's that. Um, <laughs> Jeffrey further investigates um, this ring of um, criminals. Ring of fire. Yeah, the secret <laughs> ring of criminals. Um, he's Stella. Oh, I didn't know what the fuck. Shut the, the fuck up, cat. God damn it, bitch. Fucker. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> um, so, yeah, he further investigates this ring of, like, criminals and stuff. Um, he eventually gets confronted by uh, Frank because he, he f- sees him coming out of the apartment. And, and he, he stops her. Yeah. That's what, I think they do actually fuck before that. That's where they really did fuck. Yeah, yeah he's already gone over there a couple times by that point. Yeah. I, oh, there's something I forgot to mention. Um... Right before he goes into the apartment to sneak in and, like, look around and shit, um, not as the exterminator, but, like, right before he, like, sneaks in while she's gone, you there's a shot where you go into the fucking decaying, like, nasty ear. You go into its, like, little canal. At the beginning, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the movie, you come out. At the ear. end of the movie, you come out into the bright light out of his normal ear, out of the other end. Um, a lot of times, darkness is used in this movie to represent when bad shit's about to happen. Um, Dennis Hopper straight up says, like, it is dark now, <laughs> which basically just means that, like, the, it, the world is fucked up now because I'm doing bad shit. Um, so, yeah, that was just something. Yeah, I you only had do. a few scenes at the beginning of the movie that was, like, during daytime. Yeah. Everything was, like, dusk or, like, going into dark. Yeah, as the movie reaches towards, like, the climax, it it's really starts you only really start seeing it in dark um which is of course part of the visual theme um so yeah jeffrey uncovers kind of the plot he gets confronted by the guy they take him to fuck town 
and they drink <laughs> past fucking blue ribbon. Um, Heineken. Screw that shit, man. Past <laughs> fucking blue ribbon. And Jack Nance shows up, who is a David Lynch regular. Um, he played um, the main character in Eraserhead, and he was also in Twin Peaks. I love Jack Nance. Is this the guy who plays Ben? Uh, he's the guy with the hat that always has like his oh. chin jetted out. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I thought um, you were talking about the the guy they went to go see. Yeah, they they see Ben, I guess, and he's supposed to be the suave motherfucker. And um, so there's that scene. Um, after that, they take him out into the woods. Thank you for the toast. That was very polite. <clears throat> toast. Punches him right yeah, in the stomach. <laughs> he punches him in the fucking stomach. He's like, did he hurt your head? <laughs> um, so they take him out into the woods. They play that <laughs> They play that song. Well, while they only take him out to the woods because fucking he punches. Well, no, they were taking him out to the woods to begin with. But then he punches uh, Dennis Hopper's character, and that sends him on a tirade. And he gets pissed off, and he throws him out of the car, and he's like, I'll send you a letter straight from my heart. You know what that is? It's a fucking bullet, fucker. <laughs> and this is after Dennis Hopper kisses him a couple times. With I, actually like, I like Dennis Hopper's character, Cody. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I think, think he's the only memorable part of I think of he's movie. funny. Okay, I like it when he says fucker. It makes me laugh. <laughs> he's, he's the most memorable character from this movie. Yeah. And he's obviously the best actor of the movie. Yeah. So... Um. So then, yeah, so he like beats the shit out of him, and then uh, Jeffrey comes home. Oh, he comes. Yeah, he comes. All right. <laughs> so he goes home, and he's trying to reveal this shit to the detective. Or no, he goes to the police office, and he finally discovers why every time he offers to go to the police uh, for Dorothy, why she always denies it. Uh, you know, the help of the police is because one of like the chief detectives is in on this crime ring. Okay. I hate to interject. Do you think she doesn't want that, or she's just afraid that something's going to happen to her husband and son? I don't know if it's that deep. No, I mean, she doesn't want the police involved because it wouldn't help her. Yeah, something would probably happen to her. Yeah, but I don't know if she's she knows involved that... in this, like, because that detective guy's involved in it. Yeah, do you think she knows who that detective guy is? Yeah, she, yeah, he, right. yeah, she does. He comes into her house all the time. Um, My bad. So, yeah, that happens. Where was I? Oh, like, um, Oh yeah, he reveals. Um, well, he doesn't really. He he discovers that guy. Yeah, he did, he discovers all that. Um, he brings all of his evidence to Sandy's father, who's another detective, and he tells him to shut the fuck up about it. Um, either because a he's involved in it, or b he um is just trying to keep it on the down low and doesn't want still like, trying to hold on to that first thing you had going, didn't you? <laughs> I I have no. I really. I don't. I'm not fully convinced either way I, I really don't because I don't remember any scene where he's like I don't know I mean I could see it but I don't know whatever I'm not um, I'm just saying I thought it was funny I'm like yeah we were, I think it was kind of like this you're like okay it's either this I'm like okay man well I mean like I, I can see what you, what you mean but yeah. um, you know that was my first interpretation walking away from the movie was that was what I thought okay um, so yeah he brings it to him um, he doesn't want any of this shit happening um, and then there's he take uh, Jeffrey takes Sandy to the dance. Um, they go back to his house. Well, they kiss and they tell each other. They love yeah, each they other. love each other, which is very sudden. That's so sweet. Yeah, I felt I thought so too. I was like, it feels like they barely know each other. I mean, I I mean, I told my girlfriend the first night we were together that I loved her, but I've known her for ten years before that. Well, yeah, it's different. <laughs> 
He sees Dorothy's outside of her house and she's naked as fuck. And the bullies out her harassing him for taking. Uh, well, it's it's a, it's um, Sandy's ex boyfriend. Yeah, he was gonna kick buddies, Jeffrey's gonna ass. ass. And then they see they see um, this naked lady all bruised up and fucked up, and he thinks it's his mom. And um, so he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, bro. I'm so sorry." And then they take Dorothy to Sandy's parents' house. And the mom's very not. Everybody's nonchalant about her being naked. Like, There's I'm no like offer notes. to cover her up at first. Well, I'm just yeah, kind of standing and staring. Uh, and that's when we did. That's when Sandy discovers the affair, or not really affair, but the the strange sexual relationship going on between Jeffrey and Dorothy. Have you just and she feels me. betrayed. He put this fucking nasty Doesn't penis. She look at Sandy and say that he, he has yeah, disease. Yeah, yeah, she does oh say that. God. That's when he looks at her and goes, "I don't know what the fuck she's talking about." He's like, he's like, please shut up. Yeah, you can tell he's like really uncomfortable. He's like, please stop. He's like, this bitch nasty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Okay, do you think Frank, okay, when Frank was on top of her doing the whole blue velvet thing, he was like, yeah, Do you think he was dry humping her or was he like? I didn't, I didn't ever see any indication that he that he uh, pulled anything out. So yeah, I don't well, I felt, I felt like he off. took her panties off because he was at her legs a lot. I think her underwear was already off, I thought. No, she's no, because he because he or, it, earlier on he had said show it to me. Yeah, he said show it, show to it to me. me. <laughs> she just pulls out like, <laughs> mommy, baby wants to fuck. I, wants that to shit fuck. was stuck in my head because you hear that stupid song on TikTok where they go, oh no, oh no, 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 baby wants to fuck. It goes into it perfectly. To baby me. <laughs> wants to fuck. Don't look at me, you fucker. He's like, fucking fuck, fuck, fucker. He says that <laughs> right before he thinks you're getting down on the ground. What happens after? After what? Well, he comes. Um, after they leave. bring. It's dark. Dorothy they ta- to. They take her. The ambulance shows up and they take her and she like screams when she's in the ambulance. And then it yeah. cuts to that scene I was talking about earlier where he's on the phone with Sandy and he's like, I love you, babe. Yeah, he's like, Pedicure forgive on my toes, me. Toes. He's, like, my phone, he's like, look, phone. we weren't together. Okay, I was just pumping loads. Well, <laughs> I've never heard it described. It was, just a pump, it was just a pump and dump. I'll tell my girlfriend, hey, you want to go pump a load? <laughs> she had a nice little turd cutter on her. <laughs> In the studio... Erupts in applause. He was like, God damn, did you see that dumper? <laughs> Shit. I want to show her my poop. He was like, What was the man supposed to do? <laughs> Come on now. Um, Especially you ain't putting out because you 17. Uh, we can't even. <laughs> they get married at the end, dude. So it's, a le- it's legal. It's so happy. At it the was end the, of the 50s. Movie. It makes no sense. Yes, it's love wins, dude. Love wins. Okay, so we go. I forget. They call like the police. love. And they Baby, raid, they raid Frank's thing, and then we have this fucking graphic ass shootout. It was a very quick shootout, though. Yeah, there's like blood on the fucking cop car and shit. Yeah, the one cop gets killed. I thought that, like, all the cops died for some reason because yeah, you don't I see anybody else shooting. What, Cody? Yeah, I did too. I, can see. I, I thought that her dad was was there too, and I thought he got killed. I was like, oh shit! And then he gets he's fucked. alive later, so I was like, uh, Frank. I must have uh, 
It's like, sir, are you, aren't you dead? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir, are you okay? Um, so, yeah, that happens. The shootout happens. He goes into her apartment, and he sees this strange scene where her husband is dead. And yeah, he was right about his theory that his ear was cut off, and that was a warning sign because his ear is missing. Yeah. And, okay, um, so, so I was confused as to who the two people were in her apartment. Yeah, it's the her, yellow jacket detective and her husband. Which I thought he looked like the, the Ben. Her guy. husband is the one that's tied up, right? Yeah, her husband, yeah, he's the guy with the bullet through his head. And, and it, then the detective is the one with his, his head. His yeah, his head's part like of his brain fucked exposed. up. Yeah, and he's like all stupid. Yeah, I thought, like, the guy that was tied up originally, I thought for some reason he looked like that Ben guy because his face was pale and he had that kind of curlyish hair. I wonder if. That's actually her husband, though. I wonder if the detective. The yellow-suited detective was in on it as undercover. And that's why he got, like, his head fucked up? Maybe. I don't maybe, know. Because it, it would seem weird for him to just randomly kill the detective yeah. if he was actually, like, part of their, their crew. So you may be right that maybe he was undercover. Because, yeah, I was having, like, I was wondering, too, why the yellow-suited detective had, like, a brain injury in well, that the scene. the TV was smashed. Who smashed him in the TV? I don't know. For some reason, David Lynch really, like, smashed TVs. Like, it's always, like, been a constant through so much of his works. It's just, like, he always, like in the beginning of Fire Walk With Me, he, like, there's just a scene of, like, a sledgehammer going through a TV. And that's, like, the opening scene. Does he hate television? Yeah, he said, fuck TV. Like, he says, one fuck day, TV, 30 years, go make a we will have these little TVs show. in our hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, fucking TV. Well, to be fair, he made Fire Walk With Me after, um, after his... Yeah, after Twin Peaks got canceled. So maybe that's what pissed him off. He's like, people like, quit le- bothering me about doing another season of Twin Peaks, damn it. He's like, I'm so I'm so fucking sick of this goddamn TV show. That's what he sounds like. That is what David Lynch fucking sounds like. He's like, <laughs> I am David Lynch. I can... <laughs> Do you George Lucas real quick. I'm here in the Black Lodge getting my dick sucked. <laughs> I, I am David Lynch. Please, take <laughs> me to your leader. Have you ever seen a, a David Lynch video, Cody, where they, he, like, talks? No. Uh, shit. I really wish I could just show you one, like, right now. I'll, I'll look one up here in a little bit. Yeah, just Real look up, question. Um, like, fucking, I don't know, just look up, like, him on Twin Peaks. Like, look up fucking Gordon Cole, Twin Peaks, or something. Mm-hmm. That's exactly him. Hey, do me a favor. <laughs> do your George Lucas about talking George, about Jar Jar. I love Jar Jar. <laughs> Jar Jar. Can I touch the roll in your neck, George Lucas? No, don't touch it. This is for Jar Jar. Cody showed me a video years ago of this guy imitating him. He goes, you like my neck roll? Go ahead and touch it. And the interview touched the neck roll. <laughs> Hold on. Let me show you, Lance, a video of of um, David Lynch as he was a character in Twin Peaks and his voice. His sultry voice. Yeah, his sultry voice. Like what I like to have right Sol- now. Sultry like Fred Durst. Yeah, just keep rolling, rolling, rolling. What? Keep rolling, uh, rolling, rolling. Here, rolling. I think he talks in this. I was wondering if I might trouble you for That's a David Lynch. And in the process, engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Like, he sounds like an old like. To be fair, he's doing like kind of like an. He's doing like a fake impression of his own voice when he's like playing Gordon Cole in Twin Peaks, but he pretty much just sounds exactly like that. I mean, he kind of sounds like a transatlantic uh, report, like radio reporter from like the 40s or something. 
He did like live in Pennsylvania for a long time, so maybe he picked it up there or some shit. Yeah, his entire character in this, like, um, in Twin Peaks is he's like the FBI director, but he can't hear for shit. So he's basically like Larry. And he has like hearing aids, and he's like, What? I can't hear you. That's hilarious. So, quick, side, <laughs> quick sidebar, uh, Owen. Have you ever yeah. played Deadly Premonition? Yes. And the entire game is just a ripoff of fucking Twin Peaks. Yeah, so our, that's pretty much like the most David Lynch thing I've ever experienced is because I haven't really had experience Dude, with David Lynch. It is literally saying. it is literally fucking one to one basically in terms of story. Actually Deadly <laughs> Premonition is what got me into Twin Peaks. <laughs> oh yeah, I might have to give Twin Peaks a try then. Yeah, if you like Deadly Premonition, you'll fucking love Twin Peaks. Maybe not the second season, because like I said, uh, quality starts dipping in the second season, but you'll fucking like you'll fall in love with most of it. Okay, I guess the only part of the plot left is when uh, the big reveal happens, <laughs> if you can call it that. The big reveal. Yeah, where he finds out that he realizes that Frank is the well dressed man or whatever. Oh yeah, <laughs> Frank is the well. That kind of that did kind of come out of nowhere. I was yeah, like, I was oh. like, uh, I was just like, oh okay, he's the well dressed man, I guess. You see the well dressed man in like one scene earlier, and it's like, oh, they brought it's this funny, back. It's funny the the shot of him looking up the stairs. He looks so serious in his dumb fucking like wig and <laughs> fake mustache. It's just fucking. I thought he also had fake eyebrows on too. I think he did. Yeah, he did. It's just Dennis Hopper looking up the stairs like so serious so with what? his dumb fucking haircut. Okay, this may be stupid of me to ask this question i thought earlier okay you when he's taking the pictures yeah you see frank in the yellow jacket yellow man not yellow jacket yellow man shake hands they walk into the building and later on the yellow man comes back out and greets another man Mm -hmm. for some reason i thought the sharp dressed man was that drug dealer they killed in the city yeah i you know i'm talking about that plot that plot line kind of lost me because I think I was eating when that was well, happening. So. Yeah, well, I was watching it and it lost me too because it's like, so they go to the top of the stairs and they point in the distance and there's someone who's been shot and uh, I, I just don't understand. Like they they briefly introduce all these characters, if you can call them that, you know, like the yellow man and the well-dressed man and all that, all for it to ultimately end up being Dennis Hopper as the well-dressed man who was also in the same meeting meeting with the yellow man before the yellow man met with the well-dressed man. It, it no, just... that was after. Dennis Hopper oh, was okay. the long so, Yeah, after. It, it just... Yeah, so maybe yeah, they had the meeting, and then the yellow <clears throat> the yellow jacketed man left. And no, then... he walked out to the building. That's when he and shook hands. He, yeah, then he met with Do the well-dressed man. Do you think they knew man. that he was being watched, and that was the only way for him to leave? To confuse? I have no clue. I don't Cause, know. I mean, why would why would Dennis Hopper have to leave dressed as the well dressed man when he's just talking to the guy in the yellow jacket? Well, we already know he's a weirdo. I mean, yeah. well, he's. I mean, what gave he's you the strange, clue, Cody? He's a strange <laughs> sex addict. <laughs> I think he's kind of normal. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's basically just every man. I don't see what's the. Big I don't deal. see what you guys are talking. I about. I mean, what you guys have never kidnapped like a husband and child to have sex with like a woman? Like, okay, so fucking the end of the movie. <laughs> Um, he shoots fucking Frank in the fucking chest with yeah, the gun. Yeah, tr- in the head. Oh, his head. Oh, in the head. And yeah. he tricks him. Dude, I know more about this movie than you do. This is your he gets movie. some head. He, oh, he realizes that he's that he's probably listening, and tells. Yeah, because he, he, he has a police radio. It 
set yeah, up and he, he tells middle. Detective Williams, he's like, I'm in the bedroom in the back of the apartment. And then he runs into the closet real quick. Yeah. <laughs> and then he waits for him and then shoots him in the fucking head. And then they all live happily ever after. Um, he's now, I guess, married to Sandy. Jeffrey then, is. I like his, how his ass is like sleeping while yeah. the old men are actually working in the yard. He says, "Hey, you guys, dad, doing a good job over there." Isn't his dad completely fine after that? Yeah, yeah. So I guess like fucking just the evil influence of Frank and his posse made his dad have a fucking heart attack. The Main Street posse. <laughs> well, the Robin ate the bug. Yeah, the Robin did eat the bug, so I guess that cleared it up. Um, yeah, that cleaned up the town. That Robin but, is a hero. That and last later, shot. Later, that Robin became Nightwing. Yeah, the Robin looks like <laughs> I shit. I was about to say, isn't that Batman? Like... <laughs> um, but the close-up shot of uh, Kyle McLaughlin's ear, you can see a zit. I thought that was important. <laughs> Is it important? <laughs> yeah, you can see a zit next to his ear. It's pretty gross. You think David Lynch was like? He was like, "That's a nasty zit, Kyle." <laughs> He's like, you know what? don't tell him. We're just gonna leave it there. It's fine. He's like, "Please pop that zit, Kyle. That's disgusting. No one wants to see that." Actually, let me film it first. Actually, pop it into my mouth. <laughs> That's what my girlfriend said, too. Baby wants zit. <laughs> ba- baby wants zits. Say that for me, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up. I want that creamy liquid in my belly. <laughs> That's my David Lynch impression. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for coming to the podcast. That the only excuse was to have a David Lynch impression. <laughs> okay, so that's the end. Of I the fucking, world this, as we know this it. This is the greatest movie ever made. You don't have to listen to these other two guys. You can just listen <laughs> to me. That's okay. Uh, it's a pretty damn good movie. Um, if you like Twin Peaks, you'll like it. Um, Twin Peaks is good. Um, so that's it. Get fucked. Okay. Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> no, I guess I guess I'll let these guys um, have their opinions. Um, I'll start with Cody. We'll go alphabetically. Um, you already gave yours. Out. How's the alphabet? Yeah, well, because um, I'm fucking first in the alphabet, dude. It's O. O. That's at the beginning. O. O'Reilly. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Auto parts. Hey, you're next to O'Reilly. Hey, you're next to O'Reilly's off the intersection, and you live directly at this apartment. He's very sensitive. And you leave your keys under the mat. I uh, I don't think I don't think I would recommend this movie. It's a hard movie to recommend. It's it's weird. It doesn't really seem like the plot has a purpose. Uh, it's just a mystery, bro. Well, but it's not even really a mystery because I mean, you kind of already know that Frank is the antagonist and the one responsible for what's going on. So I mean there's not really a mystery to, to figure out except unless you count the weird, like throw in at the end that Frank is also the well-dressed man, which just doesn't make much sense. Um, if you're a David Lynch fan, I'm sure you'll like it. Uh, Hell yeah. but it, it's just, it's just too difficult to recommend this movie. I love this movie and no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I agree with Cody. Just on the recommendation part, I don't recommend this movie like in a general sense. If you're curious about this movie, if you read like the synopsis and you're like, oh yeah, I would definitely watch it. I'm not going to sit there and tell anybody not to watch a fucking movie, but it's not something I would suggest. This is like, I got about the same amount of 
Well, I got less entertainment out of this movie than I did Silent Hill Revelation. And Silent Hill Revelation was just a bad movie that I like to laugh at. In this movie, I had the, oh, baby, what's the fuck part, which was funny. But everybody else's acting compared to Dennis Hopper is so, like, straight and monotone. By design, I get that. But Dennis Hopper, I don't know. This, I don't know. It, it felt like this movie was just like, well, we just got to get Dennis Hopper back in the limelight in Hollywood. Because his, act, his, his character, compared to everybody else, is just, like, so over the top. Of course, you have his like his cronies, and all they do is really laugh and say just, oh, he said no, <laughs> or whatever they do, and all that. Like I say, if you like David Lynch, you like Twin Peaks and all that stuff, yeah, you're definitely going to want to watch this movie. It's just not for me, and which is not a bad thing. I'm not sitting there like, I'm just going to shit on this movie. I'm just saying it's just not my taste. You know, It's okay to have a different like taste than people. No, it's but wrong. you're completely wrong completely for picking wrong. this movie, Owen. Every Why did you one pick of this your movie movies that week? you guys have ever picked are shit. Um, every movie. I'm well, gonna, I mean, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. S- I kind of agree I'm with you there. Gonna, I'm going to sandbag every subsequent movie that isn't mine. No. I don't think I sandbagged. We didn't sandbag gonna, your movie. I'm going to sandbag hard. I feel fuck. like I asked you a bunch of like Preventive, legit questions. Preventatively, that you wouldn't know the answers to. Well, get mad at me. You didn't know the answers to them. I'm messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's the one you're that knows the, all about the symbolism. Stupid as I am. I mean, this movie's probably going to be better than the next movie that we're going to do, The Greatest Showman. Uh, don't so, say, don't speak too yeah. soon. Yeah, Cody. isn't that a fucking musical? Your movie sucks balls. Yes, it's a musical. It's good. I'm like, look, maybe you and Jacob will think look, it's good. Musicals suck my balls. And this new movie that I don't know that one in New York, this musical that just came out. They've got all these celebrities saying, oh, it's great. It's got a 99 Rotten Tomatoes and it's fucking bombing in the theater Hamilton, because you know, musicals suck. You know, Lynn, Lynn, everyone was all about Lin-Manuel Miranda or whatever when uh, Hamilton came out. And I have no put, idea what you're talking about. He's the one that, that made that new movie you're talking about. Yeah, he, he um, made Hamilton. Yeah, what is Hamilton? Hamilton's Hamilton. a musical about... Um, she just lost me with the music Alexander part. Hamilton. I just quit listening. No yeah, offense, no offense to you. But, it, it, but it's, like, it's like American history in rap and everyone was like going nuts about it like oh it's so amazing one of the best musicals ever they said oh D- God, disney, this movie. disney plus put it on their their service and i watched it and i watched like 10 minutes of it i was like this fucking sucks and turned it <laughs> off like i, I remember don't know what people were talking about i remember because i'm a big fan of like that regency era of history and i remember like as soon as that musical came out like everybody was like I'm so interested in when they wear wigs and had duels. It's so yeah. interesting. Oh, yeah. And I was like, shut up, bitch. Two weeks before that. Yeah. I was hey, like, there's a. Who's, who, the second president was a- Abraham Lincoln or Benjamin Franklin? Sec- I think the second president was probably. Um, wasn't he George H.W. Bush? <laughs> Wasn't yeah. that this? Wasn't Obama the second president? It's probably the. But the only musical movie I like. There's one movie. It's called Regaletto, and it's just I don't. I don't even think it's a musical. It just has a lot of like singing in it, and it's just a weird movie. I remember watching. What about it Disney like, movies? Those are musicals. Yeah, I don't watch Disney movies anymore. <gasps> in a far off place. <laughs> I mean, the music parts are where I kind of tune welcome. out and like Disney stuff. What is that from, Cody? For me. It's Hercules. Oh, you know what do you mean, Hercules? 
You, mean you know what? Fuck you, these. The other thing is, since Disney took over Star Wars, why doesn't the Star Wars movies have musicals in them? Yeah, why don't they start singing and shit? Nah. Darth Vader, Darth Vader, here he comes down the hall. <laughs> Darth Vader, Darth Vader. <laughs> here he comes with his ball. There's blood on Balls. the wall. Stormtroopers come marching in. Shoot, and they miss is, everything. Everything. Cody, is this is this off the top of your head? It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> this is some good shit, dude. He has some good shit. You he should unfortunately write edits a lot of it out or deletes it. Like you should NCAA write this down thing. and create a musical about Star Wars. I will never let Cody forgive. I will never forgive him about the NCAA thing that he did because <laughs> that thing would have had like probably 10 million views by this point. Wait, what? He was just, we're sitting there playing a college football game. Yeah. And I'm recording him on Snapchat, and he's not, doesn't know I'm doing it. He's just like, NCAA, NCAA, NCAA. And then he picks his hand up and goes, brown. <laughs> and it was just so stupid and great because it was natural. It wasn't put on yeah. like I just did. And he goes, no, no, let me see it. And my dumb ass is like, okay. <laughs> and he just deletes the motherfucker where I didn't save it like a fucking Damn, moron. Cody, you play the long game, bro. You fucking sneak in there and delete that Cody shit. plays the fucking short game with everything. He's like, no. Hey, let me see it. That was the fucking, that was the most ingenious tactic. The let me see it. Yeah, my dumb ass is like, okay. Because I, for some reason, trusted my friend not to delete my shit. I was a fucking moron. He deletes, like, your childhood pictures and shit. He's like, there you go, bitch. <laughs> he saves everything but that video. He goes, you motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck your grandma. He's like, how was that, motherfucker? I burned your fucking baby books, too. <laughs> oh, shit. But Cody's very much like, you know, he does that shit. Do you, okay, you know, I've been debating back and forth when it gets to, like, my next movie. I'm like, okay, yeah. I want to do... Evan Costello meet Wolfman or Frankenstein and then we'll do the Wolfman. I really kind of just want to review the new Star Wars movies. Just those three. I feel like we should. decide ones. And I just want to, because I think Owen would be very entertaining on these. I feel like we should do the originals first or something. But I don't know if we'd have anything interesting to say about the originals besides, yeah, we love them. Yeah, but if I watch Return of the Jedi, I'm just going to get pissed off because they put that no in Darth Vader. It, well, I do have the original VHSs. The Oh, your TV's broke though. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm getting a new one. I'll, Even, plug, I'll plug the VHS in my ass. and <laughs> You just like, you just spit out your tongue like, <laughs> it starts playing. <laughs> you just, I just move my arm like. So what, fucking... what would you guys prefer? I'm going to leave that up to you guys. Think about like, I do want to do a trilogy of Star Wars just because I think it's it's an easy thing to talk about and shit on if we don't like uh, it. But I really don't want to watch the new Star Wars. I know, man, but you'd be so fucking entertaining on this shit. They're so fucking stupid. Oh, you're the you're the funniest part. By my own girlfriend's admission, you're the funniest part of this podcast, and I think you would be no, great I ripping. Cody. I want to get Alex on the Last Jedi episode Cody. and have Owen just like, no, listen here, this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> I'll just stand up and be like, my I favorite part Owen. of the podcast is when Cody sings. <laughs> and that is truthful, hundred percent. My favorite, my, my favorite part way. is you play guitar sarcastically. I can go the distance. <laughs> I think I told Cody that too. Cody, you remember watching the other guys? Yeah. And you remember when he goes up? Uh, uh, when he when he you know, he starts dancing at the the ballerina thing, and you're like, "Oh, that's really good." And then his partner goes, "Where'd you learn how to dance like that?" He goes, oh, "I learned how to do it to make fun of this fairy down the street." And he goes, "You learn how to dance like that sarcastically?" And he goes, "Yeah, I guess." And I'm like, that's that's like Owen when he plays the guitar. He's good playing it if he's just trying to play it. But when he starts doing shit sarcastically, he turns into fucking Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the wrong fucking, it's not even guitarist, is it? 
That yeah, I mean, that's the lead singer of um, Pearl Jam. Yeah, Pearl Jam. Yeah, he so is a guitar player, so it did fit. I'm like, <laughs> he turns into Fred Durst when he does it. Look, he's a guitarist, right? He turns into Eminem <laughs> tonight. I'm cleaning out my closet one more time. I said, I'm all right, Mama. I didn't mean to hurt you. Uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, Owen's Owen's incredible. That's why I wanted him on the podcast because I'm just like, hey guys, I'm gonna bring it back down because I suck. Um, no, you're a sleeper hit, bro. Nah, you're the sleeper hit. Except I, I like now, when you fucking they... called my movie shit, motherfucker. I, I, okay, how many of your movies? How many have I called shit? <sighs> Apocalypse Now. No, I recommended that. Dawn one. of the Dead. <sighs> I was positive. This one. <laughs> so yeah, this one. <laughs> um, what other movies? Hey, Cody. Look, every look, movie look, I've done. Quick, we're a quick question, Cody. You yeah. know I sandbagged the shit out of your Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, like okay. how, I like how when we show the Cody's movie, he's like, oh, well. But like every, when you guys sit on the movie, I'm like, I'm personally hurt, okay? <laughs> now, let me ask you something, Cody. Comparing this to that, which one did I actually shit on? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> exactly. Come on now. I, I was well, legit asking questions. I'm fucking, I'm personally hurt, bro. I no, was, I mean, I, I think this like, is, I'm like, if you want to watch it, I didn't come away from this movie like, man, this is some grand fucking thing. Like, it lived up to the hype of, like, oh, this thing's, like, subversive. Next, I'm going to pick fucking the human centipede. Oh, and I'll force you motherfuckers to watch that shit. I've actually kind of always wanted to see that, so. Yeah, see, (laughs) now we have two. I'll be sick that episode. I'll just say that. (laughs) Got COVID again. (laughs) That didn't stop us before, bro. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I think about that. I remember my boss would go. Yeah, well, you guys got sick because you were making out together. I'm like, it's it's Owen's fault. And went, Owen goes, I didn't get it from you. <laughs> no, he said, what Lance said was, is like, yeah, when I got COVID from you and that fucker. And I was like, but I didn't even have it. <laughs> I, was I didn't like, say that to Owen. It was great. <laughs> I was like, like fucker. And I didn't even have it. <laughs> And he go, then he goes, I think you're the one closer to Cody, so I got it from you. Yeah, I was like, I was like, you were the closest to Cody, so I guess technically, if and anything. Go, I'm sitting across the table. You were right next to him. <laughs> yeah, right. Cody, you did do a big spit. You went <laughs> right into my mouth. <laughs> God. That was probably how I got it. Probably. It was like, the baby it was, one. It was water. Was He's like, okay. <laughs> um, all right, Cody, what's going to be our next movie, sir? So the next one is going to be The Greatest Showman. Shit! Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Actually, what's that about? I, don't, I have no idea what that it's, is. It's a musical biopic about P.T. Barnum. Oh. Um, like the his circus and all that kind of stuff. And the guy who invented the P.T. Cruiser? Yeah, hell yeah. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> it's, it's a car, good. Grandma. Grandma car. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we'll we'll obviously get into it on the next episode. But it um, I think it has a great soundtrack, and they it, there's even like a uh, reimagined soundtrack that was released where a bunch of like famous artists did songs from the film. So that it, I don't know if y'all would like any of the artists on there, but uh, it's worth looking into. I think at least, and hopefully on that episode we'll have a guest host. Um, friend of the show and podcast uh, friend, uh, Jacob Dukesher, who is a co-host of the show I'll Take Three. Uh, I thought you were going to say um, George Lucas. George Lucas is going to be there talking about it, saying how he could have done it better. Hell yeah. Uh, and that Jar Jar was a good character. I love that guy. 
but yeah, hopefully Jacob will be on the episode because that's one of his favorite movies. I think he's even said that's probably his favorite movie. Um, of course, I mean, I don't know if that was his genre, but I remember him saying how much he liked this. Hopefully Jacob would be on it. And they also have a show called I'll Take Three, so look that up. It's a very good show. And it's probably in my top four of podcasts that I listen to. The other three being wrestling related. And ours. I, will I don't even listen know, to ours. I can't um, do it. I will let y'all know just for future reference that that movie is on Disney Plus. So, oh, okay. So I'm going to rent it. Cool. No. So thank you for listening to our episode on Blue Velvet. If you like our podcast, be sure to share it with also your friends. Also eat a red velvet cake. Yeah, and eat a red velvet cake because those are fucking delicious. Let me tell you. <laughs> and um, be sure to look out for our next, which is going to be on The Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman. Hey, well, what's our What's our Twitter handle, though? And our Twitters are... At Filmoscopy Pod. At uh, Filmoscopy Pod. And you guys will have to say yours because I do not remember you guys' things. I mean, I'm following all of you guys, but... I'm not prepared to share that. Okay, he's not prepared to share that. Okay, never mind. No, no, Lance has his mouth open. Oh, Ignomatic Vein. Okay, there we go. Nobody Uh, else has that name, and it's not anything to be confused with. And you can just follow me at Top Hat Wishbone. Um, And mine's at Silent Hill 002. (laughs) All right, right, Kevin. That's it, so see y'all. See y'all. Bye.